Hello, and welcome back to Pete's Corner. I have been gone for a long time, both on my blog and here on SoundCloud and Spotify with my podcast, and that is because I have been sick. It started with my daughter. She had a fever, and then she gave it to the rest of my kids, and I let my youngest, uh, my baby, he slept in the bed with me, and he just spent the whole night like coughing in my face. I ended up getting sick. And I'm still a little sick, but I am healthy enough to record. And there's also been some personal stuff going on, um, some family issues and shit like that, that I'm not going to go into because I don't have my wife's permission to go into it. Uh, but I, um, I'm back and we should be able to get things back to normal around here. I originally had episode 14 planned um, about different topics but i ended up scratching most of those off because it's old news by now and i didn't really feel like talking about them anymore but i do have a few things to talk about with you today and it's probably gonna be between 30 to 40 minutes long my usual um hopefully it'll be a bit shorter but um let's just let's just jump right into it and i'm going to start off by talking about the pokemon controversy and i don't believe pokemon has a controversy (laughs) Um, I, I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I have all the games. Um, it's one of my favorite series of all time. I just love playing them over and over and over again, you know, catching them all. And this controversy covers multiple things. People are mad that they can't transfer their Pokemon from the 3DS to the Nintendo Switch. And they're mad that Pokemon um, Sword and Shield will not have a national deck. And they're saying that the graphics look like a Nintendo 64 game and um, all kinds of shit. I'm just gonna say how I feel. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I'm gonna buy the game. I'm gonna play the game. I'm gonna love the game. I need to play a good Pokemon game on the Switch because Pokemon Let Go was a huge disappointment to me. I did not enjoy those games as much as I wanted to. And as a matter of fact, they made my top 10 worst games last year. So that would be how much I did not enjoy the game. Even though it was on like the end of the list, it was actually number 10 exactly. I think if I went back and redid that list, it wouldn't be on it because I have played some other bad games since then, but I still didn't enjoy the game as much as I wanted to enjoy because I've never played a bad Pokemon game before. So Sword and Shield has this controversy about a fucking Pokedex and about how subparted graphics supposedly are. I understand bitching and complaining about the animation quality. The animations from what I've seen are not great. As a matter of fact, it looked like they were copy and pasted from Sun and Moon to Sword and Shield, which is utterly unacceptable. I mean, there's no excuse for that. I mean, look at what a, a small game like Monster Hunter Stories did with their animations. Absolutely incredible animations where ultimate attacks look so good and every attack is animated so well. Why can't you do that with Pokemon? You had a bigger team working in Pokemon than with Monster Hunter stories. So I don't see why you can't do it. You're just lazy. But I'm not going to bitch about that because the final game hasn't been shown off. I don't have it in my hands. I'm not playing it. I can't judge it for myself. I'm just going by the trailers that we saw, which is what most people are going by when they say the animations are shit. And so far, whoa, they're kind of correct on that. The animations are shit. That being said, I'm still going to buy the fucking game. I'm not boycotting Pokemon. And I think it's going to be a great fucking game. I can't boycott something that I'm that interested in. When it comes to this controversy, 
I think people need to calm down, man. It's a Pokemon game. Seriously, what were you expecting? You set yourself up for disappointment by expecting your 3DS Pokemon to be usable in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Pokemon Home is not the Pokemon Bank. The 3DS Pokemon games are separate than the Switch Pokemon games. I've always known that. They never said, to my knowledge, that you would be able to use your 3DS team in the new Pokemon game. The National Dex thing to me is equally ridiculous because this really is the first main Pokemon game on the Switch. Let's go. It's not a main game. Yes, you could win badges in it, but they never really treated it as a main Pokemon game. And where I'm at here is I don't really care about catching over 800 Pokemon in this new game. I always play new Pokemon games to explore the new region and catch the new Pokemon and experience all of the the wonderful things that they add to every new area in Pokemon. But we all knew that eventually they would reach a point to where they wouldn't be able to cram over a thousand Pokemon into a game. Because I think with this upcoming game, there will be over a thousand. Because um, I know there's already over 800 of them. And expecting that would be ridiculous. I don't mind the National Dex not being in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Because Pokemon Sword and Shield is the first Pokemon game on the Switch. That's the first main Pokemon game. So we're probably going to have the 150 Pokemon from um, Let's Go along with the 100 or so new ones that they're adding with Sword and Shield. That's still a lot of Pokemon. That is still a lot of Pokemon. And then when the next game comes out, your national decks will be there because you have games from Pokemon Sword and Shield and from Pokemon Let's Go. And that's going to be a whole new generation there. But with the way these things typically work is... The next game will most likely be another remake, which will most likely be Diamond and Pearl, which I personally want black and white. But then there goes your old Pokemon coming back, man. I mean, the 3DS games are never advertised as part of the Switch family. I don't see where why this is such a big deal to people. And I've been playing Pokemon since um, I was about seven years old. I've played every game and I love my Pokemon that are on the 3DS, but I have no problem saying goodbye to them. Because I never expected to keep them. If I want to use them, I just boot up my 3DS. It's still my favorite console anyway. And that wouldn't be a problem for me. So with this whole Pokemon controversy, I'm just like, whatever, man. It's uh, you do you. And that's my opinion on it. And that's really all I have to say about it, I think. Um, I know that I have already pre-ordered the double pack. I'm going to spend $120 on it. I'm getting Sword and Shield. I haven't decided which version I'm going to keep, but whichever one I decide to get for myself, I would give my wife the second copy so we could trade each other and battle and all that fun stuff. And personally, I'm really looking forward to this game. It, um, I don't know if it's going to be my game of the year because right now that would be Total War Three Kingdoms, but um, it'd be up there for sure. It'd be up to a Fire Emblem Three Kingdoms and Total War and stuff. So um, I um. I, I'm looking forward to it. That's all I can say. Um, I'm not going to jump on a bandwagon. I'm not going to jump on a hate train and say that boycott the game and do all this shit when I've already pre-ordered the game and plan on buying it. And I suggest that you do your own research and figure out whether or not it's a game you want to support. Because saying you're not going to buy the game because you can't get your other 800 Pokemon is it's fucking stupid. So moving on. Um, I had an interesting debate a while back about um, child abuse. What is child abuse? What do you consider child abuse? If you see somebody um, pop their child or spank their child, do you consider that child abuse? And somebody told me I have a moral obligation to report 
child abuse when I see it? And my response to them was, no, I don't. I don't have a moral obligation to report child abuse when I see it because it might not be child abuse. Um, I don't spank my kids very often, but I'm not against spanking them when they do something really, really bad. One time with my daughter, she was, she was a year old. She ran away from me in public, chasing after her mom. Her mom didn't know that she was chasing her. And I had my other daughter with me who was just a toddler as well at the time. So I had to make a choice. I told her to stay right where she was. And I started chasing my youngest daughter. And right when I grabbed her, a car sped past. My daughter almost got hit by a car and died. And I'm holding her and I'm freaking out. And I'm, and I'm like very emotional. But I also turned her around and gave her a, 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 a just a, a hard smack on the back of that fucking pamper that she was wearing. And she was potty trained. All my kids are potty trained by the time they're a year old. But when I take them out back then, I would put them on a pull-up or a pamper because I don't I don't let my kids use public bathrooms because they're fucking disgusting. Now that they're much older, they can use the public bathrooms because boys just got to stand up and aim while my girls know how to line the toilet seat. Back then was very different. So I gave her a pop and people were looking at me saying how I shouldn't have popped them. I hey, fuck you, buddy. Would you rather her get hit by a car? Guess what? She remembered that pop on the ass. She's never ran away from me again in her life. Never. So on the outside looking in, you might say, oh my God, he just popped her for no reason. Well, there's always a fucking reason. So if I see a parent strike their child on their butt or on their leg or on their arm, I'm not going to do shit. That's not my place. That's their child. Those are their children. I, I don't know if it's child abuse. I'm not just going to inject myself in there and try to be a superhero. That's a good way to get your ass kicked. And if somebody did it to me, you can bet your ass, I would beat your ass. You don't tell me how to parent my fucking children. So where I'm at with this whole thing is, I don't have a moral obligation to report child abuse. I've had people report me for, my own sister reported me for child abuse. She lied and said that, uh, that I hit her in front of my children. Uh, my sister spat in my face and... I kicked her out of my house. I pushed her. I pushed because she would not leave. I pushed her out the door and closed the door in her face. Never struck her. But she spat in my face and I had to fight every fiber in my body to not fuck her up that day. So she had to leave. Because my sister is one of those people where she's very bossy. It has to be her way or the highway. And I'm one of those people that's a natural rebel. I'm not going to do shit you tell me to do. Just because I don't want to fucking do it. So we've never gotten along and she's never liked me anyway. We just never had a good relationship. So, and we haven't spoken really in years. So she reported me and I was investigated and humiliated by DCF. And that's the Department of Children and Families for those of you that don't know. And they had to investigate me. They determined that um, there was no abuse going on and let me be. But I still had to go through the humiliation of being investigated by them and the police for something that I did not do. And you can bet your ass if I did do it, I wouldn't have my kids right now. Not everything is what it seems. Not, I'm not one of those people that's gonna cry wolf every time they see something. I need to know the facts. And to be completely honest with you, I don't fucking care what's going on in somebody else's life. That has nothing to do with mine. I mean, if you wanna be a superhero and get involved in other people's lives, you go right ahead and do it. I'm only concerned about mine and my children and my wife my family what you do with your family is you man 
If you're doing something illegal with them, you'll get caught. I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm only looking after my own. And if you shake your head at that, oh, wow, man, I don't know what else to really say about it. I'm not going to get involved in somebody else's life. I'm not going to get involved in what you think is child abuse or what you think is annoying that children do, which is how the conversation really started. They said, um, name something that children do that's annoying to you. And as a parent, I'm like, well, you guys are talking like non-parents. If a kid's making too much noise and you're talking like a non-parent. It's up to the parents to make sure that their children behave in public places. My children know that to behave in public places because they know I don't play that shit. I raise them to you behave when I take you out these out of this door. When we leave this house, you behave. You don't show off. You don't scream. You don't cry. You don't do shit. You behave. And they do. My kids are very well behaved. And it's not because I'm ruling them with an iron fist or anything. It's because I instill discipline in them at a young age. You discipline your kids while they're young and they'll behave when they're older. I can't, I got into a friendly debate. It wasn't really a heated debate or anything, but I can't say that I can endorse what, what they were trying to get me to endorse because I'm one of those people that I have to think for myself. Every situation is different. It's not like somebody like slapped a kid in a face or something, but even then I wouldn't really do anything. I mean, the cops are there for a reason maybe, but it's not my place. It's really not my place to get involved in somebody else's life. And I won't get involved in somebody else's life. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't do anything if a child got slapped in the face. Um, but I wouldn't inject myself over something that I don't think is a non-issue. And seeing somebody, seeing a kid get their ass whooped, like on their butt or some shit, it, it, to me, that's a non-issue. It really is. I, I don't consider that child abuse whatsoever. And I'm going to go ahead and... um move on from this and start talking about Twitter. So there's a the number one trend on Twitter right now, I believe, is rest in peace, Bianca. Um, some young girl um, was stalked and murdered by a guy and people are using that. Well, women are using that as an excuse to attack all men, telling whatever man comments, telling the, the young lady to rest in peace that sh they should tell the men to stop murdering women. Well, ladies, I'll be the first to tell you, I personally don't know a man that's murdered a woman or plans on murdering a woman, so I can't fucking tell a man to don't murder a woman. Sorry. Deal with it. You want to live your life in fear over something that didn't happen to you? Feel free to do that. Me? I would tell you straight up, go fuck yourself. Simple as that. Let this, let this girl's family mourn her and let people tell her rest in peace if they want to tell her fucking rest in peace without turning it into a gender war. What happened to her was horrible. Did a man do it? Yes, he did. But you know what? He, What I've read, he was mentally unstable, mentally ill. And you want to know something? If the mentally ill had medications, half of the crimes they did wouldn't fucking happen. So you got to look at it from both ways. What he did was fucking horrible, and I hope he is prosecuted. I really do. But to blame every man... And to not look at the entire situation is fucking ignorant and stupid. And that's, what more can I say about that? I mean, it, it's a horrible situation. Don't attack each other. This should be a time of mourning. And I, and me personally, I'm not going to mourn her. I don't know her, but it's a terrible situation. It's a terrible situation. And I feel for her family. I have children. I wouldn't want one of my kids to die like that. To get stalked and murdered the way she did. I don't know what I would do. And I hope her family can find some sort of peace in this situation, in this terrible situation. And that's really all I have to say about that. I'm not going to go into any more details than that because um, I want to show her the respect that she deserves. Rest in peace, young lady. You died too young. And to the person that did it, 
fuck you. That was, that was evil. Even though I, I, I believe you are mentally unstable and probably have a mental, uh, undiagnosed mental illness. That is no excuse for what you did. That is no fucking excuse. And uh, since I'm on the topic of Twitter, I will move on to um, today is Amazon Prime Day, apparently, and people are boycotting it. And while people are boycotting it, I ordered uh, Ocarina of Time off Amazon and it's going to be here soon. <laughs> and I didn't do that to, to um, spite it. Not really. Uh, maybe it's a natural rebel in me, but uh, I've been eyeballing um, Ocarina of Time on a 3DS for months now, actually for years. And it was only $11. So I was like, oh, fuck, I need this game. So I went ahead and I pulled the trigger, dude. I, I need the game. I do. And to all of you boycotting Amazon Prime over their horrible work conditions, guess what? Those work conditions are going to continue. And if you really, and people working for Amazon, if you really hate your working conditions, find a better fucking job and shut the fuck up. That's all I got to say. If you don't like it, oh, well, I'm back. So my popular opinions are back with me. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm just kind of rapid firing these shits off, aren't I? So, uh, I know I haven't posted in three weeks and I kind of hinted on that, um, at the beginning of the episode and I've just been going through a lot lately, both personally and with my health. And when you're, it hasn't been the easiest month for me personally, I'm under a lot of stress and, you know, school's going to be starting back in about a month or so. And I got three kids now that are going to be in school. So I have to make sure all that shit's all squared away and stuff. And I just haven't had the time to sit here and talk or write like I usually do. And I've really missed it. I have. I mean, I've taken a bunch of notes and half of them I X'd out because I just wanted to keep this episode short and sweet as me just kind of easing myself back into things. And while I'm on the topic, hopefully I'll be able to do an episode next week. I'm not going to commit to it like I did the last time. Last time I really thought I was back and I just wasn't back. But um, I really hope that I can continue doing this because I really enjoy doing this. If I have to do bi-weekly for temporarily, I can do bi-weekly. Um, so I'm not going to commit to a weekly podcast just yet. For now, it's most likely going to be every two weeks. But I will at least do two a month. I can promise you that. Now, I guess that's really all I have to say on that. Um, so moving on to... uh. I've been playing, actually, I completed my first map of Total War Three Kingdoms. It took me 40 hours, and it was absolutely glorious. I enjoyed it from the moment I started playing to the time it ended. And the only thing that would keep it from getting that elusive perfect 10 from me is that it's really buggy right now, and that its campaign is a little ridiculous. You got, uh... You got the yellow turbans on the map, but the yellow you don't you can't actually do the 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 yellow scarves really, which is their proper name, the yellow scarves. But the yellow turbans, um, you can't participate in their in their rebellion. There's no big event. There's no coalition against them. Same thing with Dong Zhuo. There's no taking Sichui Gate or Hulao Gate or or any of that neat stuff. But I mean, the campaign itself is really enjoyable. But officers that joined. The Wei Dynasty, I, I like. I always play as Wei because Cao Cao's my boy. But um, officers that joined the Wei Dynasty, like Zhang Liao or um, or Dian Wei, Xu Chu, none of those guys joined me. Not even through events or nothing. And by the time I did come across Dian Wei, he was in his fucking fifties, and I and I didn't really have a use for him because my army was already so strong. He was just there to be there. It would be really awesome if there was really scripted events for these characters to join their correct factions 
ahead of time. It would be so cool. And that's really my biggest complaint. And, and my game crashed on me about five times in 40 hours. And that's not, that's not really all that bad, but it was really, really took me out of the game. And I was enjoying it so much at that point. So when I finally won, I saw the victory screen pop up on my on on my screen. I was blown away. I was absolutely amazed, and I just wanted more. And I immediately booted up a second file and started playing as the Bandit Lady, and I forgot her name. But her play style is completely different than South South's because South South's more about diplomatic um, persuasion, more like uh, scheming in the background to get people to do what he wants to do. And with South South, I was one hell of a diplomat. I got people starting wars with each other all the fucking time, and it was fun. But with this lady, the only way you can advance in rank is by getting notoriety. Which is by sacking villages and um, murdering people, pretty much. I mean, you're, you're a fucking bandit. What do you think bandits do? So, it's a very different way to play, but I'm also really, really fucking enjoying it. But I kind of put it to the back burner to focus on the next game I'm going to talk about. And that is Monster Hunter Stories. Now, Monster Hunter Stories um, is um, not... A, a core monster hunter game it's one it's a side game it does it has nothing whatsoever to do with the main game but it's a side game that i wish would be kind of implemented into the main game because the idea of having writers coexist with hunters is something i would be incredibly interested in now a writer befriends a monster they don't murder them we befriend the monster and we get them to fight with us on our adventures it's a turn-based jrpg with a with a good story and all of the monster hunter mechanics you would expect from monster hunter you go out on hunts you you kill the monsters you take their um their their materials and you make armor out of it the core loop is there it's just in turn-based combat and you can do all kinds of neat abilities, like have a monster that could jump, so you can jump over gaps. You can fly later on in the game. You have a monster that can roar, that could scare weaker monsters away from you if you don't feel like fighting their asses. You have monsters that can walk on lava. I mean, it's so much you can do in the game, and it's so good. I have almost 30 hours in it, and I I have just been addicted to this game. Um, and I, I attempted to play it before. I don't remember why I stopped. I think something else came out around that time. And I told myself I would get back to Monster Hunter stories, but I never did. So now all these years later, I'm playing it again. And I'm like, I'm not one of those guys that begs for a game to be ported to the Nintendo Switch. But holy shit, I would love this game to be ported or an actual sequel to be dropped on the Nintendo Switch. The Switch is perfect for this game. And the combat is like a rock, paper, scissors type of thing. You have your power attacks, your speed attacks. And your technical attacks. Technical attacks beat speed attacks. Speed attacks beat power attacks. And power attacks beat technical attacks. The trick is learning what monster does what. Just because a monster looks slow doesn't mean they're not using speed attacks against you. Which caught me by surprise a few times with some of the bigger monsters. Or when I'm going in for a speed attack and they pop out with a technical attack and do have my health bar. That shit is crazy. And this game is so good. And it's not overly challenging either. As long as you have a good mix of monsters in your party that has a mix of power, speed, and technical, you'll win. Now, I have gotten KO'd a few times, but it's not like a game over screen. It's like uh, Monster Hunter. You get KO'd, get up somewhere else and try again. Um, 
But once your three hearts are gone, that's, I mean, you'll respawn, but just with that one heart so you can try to battle again. But I don't actually recommend fighting while you only have one heart because any mistake, if you or your monster get KO'd in battle, that's it. Now, performing good in battle is important because you get grades. And the lowest grade I think you can get is like a D, even though I've never gotten one. My lowest grade I've gotten is a B. Um, the higher your grade, the more materials you get after every battle. So you want to try and aim for those S ranks. And you get S ranks by not making mistakes. Hit them with the type of attack that you know will work best against them. Ride, Jump on your monster and ride them and unleash this amazing double team attack that is animated so fucking well. I'm telling you. Going from playing Monster Hunter Stories to Pokemon is disappointing because that game is animated beautifully and there's no reason why pokemon can't be animated like that you guys need to play this game it, it is so fucking good if you like jrpgs and you like monster hunter there's no better place to start than right here at monster hunter stories and that's all i got for you guys uh i told you guys it'd be about 30 minutes long i'm actually slightly under that i'm at 28 minutes right now and it's fun it's, it's good to be back it, it's really good to be back um hopefully um hopefully i can do this weekly but like i said i'm not going to commit to that I'm uh, right now officially I'm on a bi-weekly schedule every two weeks podcast until um, things in my life kind of settle down some. I'm not going to completely disappear for three weeks again. At least I hope not. And if I do, I'd be sure to even drop some type of update in the future, even if it's just like two minutes long to explain what's going on to you guys. And um, yeah, that's it. So I want to thank you guys for listening to me ramble. I have enjoyed talking. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I know my opinions are incredibly unpopular. I would like to go back to that Bianca situation before I stop talking. I am by no means um, on that guy's side that did this shit. That is disgusting. I am against the women that are using this as an excuse to attack males. That's it. And about the child abuse thing, hey, we all have different stances. But I wouldn't stand around and watch a guy punch a kid in the face. I'm just say that. But if I see a mom spanking their kid, I'm not going to say you need to stop either. So have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you real soon.